0: Welcome back to the Queen Margaret Academy podcast. Uh, today, our guest is Miss Brown, uh, head teacher of Queen Margaret Academy. How are you, Miss? Good, thank you. Good, good. Um, so, uh, what school did you go to and what hobbies did you have? What kind of things did you enjoy?
1: So, I went to St Andrew's Academy in Sawcotes, which no longer exists. It's now um, St Matthew's Academy and um, the mayor's St Michael's from Covenan. Um I thought hobbies that I have when I was younger. I played netball. Um, I think I thought it was better than I was. I was, I was alright. I'm um, trying to think if I did anything else. I was a, this is really embarrassing, I was a really big wet 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 fan so I used to go to all wet 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 concerts um, and still do actually although the lead singer has left and there's a bit of a split so that's yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so when you were at school Were you already interested in becoming a teacher, something that was on your mind?
1: Um, There's a tradition in my family um, where people are teachers. Um, My grandfather was a teacher, my nana was a teacher, my aunts and uncles are teachers, so I always resisted the urge to say I wanted to become one and would have done anything not to become one. Um, And I think also I probably wasn't the most academic young person so I really struggled in fourth year And in fifth year, I managed to get hires and enough to get me into university to do what I loved. I found a passion for politics. So um, once I left university, I traveled a wee bit and tried not to become a teacher. For about a year and a half, um, I managed pubs and restaurants and did things like that and then eventually went to teacher training college.
0: (laughs) So um, what did politics involve at university?
1: So I went to Glasgow University and I did um, an MA in politics and social and urban policy. Um, And I think my real passion lay in looking at how the government as an institution can support. a society to move on and be better and evolve and that's what I really loved although everything I learned is now completely out of date (laughs) Uh,
0: Evan, where did you travel to?
1: I I went to America um, and I took part in a work placement scheme so I I ended up in the Jersey Shore um, there's a programme on MTV that was filmed around the time of me being in Jersey Shore, um, and it was that area that I stayed in. Um, but then I did travel um, a bit, Philadelphia, Florida, and went round a lot of America um, and then came back. Okay.
0: Um, so, would you advise people should take time off uh, after school and go and um, get some life experiences before? went
1: to university? Um, I had gone to university first. I think I was really nervous because I was shocked that they gave me a place. <laughs> so I, um, in my immediate family, I was the first person to go to university. My brother and sister had taken different routes to their careers. Um, and I was the youngest in the family. So I think when we got word that I'd got in, I went and I completed my four years. And as soon as they were finished, I just... I don't know whether it's because I was trying not to become a teacher or <laughs> or because... I just wanted to see a bit of the world and yeah I think it's important not to rush into things you're in a career for a very long time and it's great and if you get the right career it's fabulous Mm -hmm. but if you rush into something and it's the wrong thing you might look back and think oh what if and when I was travelling I was desperate to get back all the time I was thinking what am I missing out on and I came back and the same people were in the same places doing the same things when I got back so actually I think if you get the chance to go anywhere go, go and just do it.
0: Um, so at what point did, um, becoming a teacher, uh, start, oh, okay. at what point did, um, becoming a teacher, um, I don't, I don't know how to deal with so this question, So, What point did
1: you give in to becoming a yeah. teacher? <laughs> maybe the right way to ask it. So,
0: uh, at what point did you give in? <laughs>
1: um, about a year, I travelled for maybe about six or seven months came back and was too late to apply at that point because everyone knew that's what I was gonna do. So I waited another kind of year. So maybe a year and a half I resisted and then um applied for the course and got in. Um which again I was really surprised about <laughs> were
0: you were you inspired by your family to go into teaching or just the opposite?
1: <laughs> um yeah, no I was. And if I'm really honest about it, there's some inspirational teachers within my family even now. Um and I think you right.
0: Sorry,
1: yeah. <laughs> um I think for example, my grandpa um Eric Trainer, he was a teacher, and when he taught, he taught maths, but they, they split schools into two different, so there the sort of academic route and, and the other route, yeah. um, so you had to kind of pass your 11 plus, but he taught in the school with um, young people who didn't pass that 11 plus, and I was always really inspired about how you engage all young people in learning, and that 11 plus always made me a bit uncomfortable, you know, if if at 11 there was a decision about where you were going to go in life yeah. and I think even to this day decisions like that make me slightly uncomfortable. I think we've got to create pathways for young people everywhere. So he was quite inspirational to me. My nana was a PE teacher um, and a lot of what inspired me about her was that she she spent her life making sure families had enough, that she noticed the poor children even when she taught many, many years ago, she noticed the poor children. She, Made sure the families were fed, she made sure people had what they needed to be able to keep coming to school. And I think that in itself sort of inspired me to see schools as places, really important places within the community that you can make such a big difference for for young people and their families as well.
0: Um, So when did you first start to teach and what uh, what was your position? Uh,
1: So I started to teach in 2002. I was the first year... Who were given um, probation teacher contracts, so um, that's quite normal now that there's a group of teachers that come into school. Um, I was the first group, and it was Adjostan Academy where my first post was. Mm-hmm. Um, I qualified the same year as Mr. Campbell, um, <laughs> and ended in the same he was at History and I was at Modern Studies as well. So I taught Modern Studies, um, and I stayed in Adjostan Academy until 2012 from 2002. Um, it was a great it was a great time and I loved being there. It was a great department. Um and watched some amazing teachers teach um the subject that I loved as well
0: and learned loads. What uh, what kind of things did you enjoy at Aldros Academy?
1: Um so starting with just being a teacher and kind of what you think being a teacher might be like and actually the reality of being a teacher are two very different things and I think a drawstone academy taught me how to cope with that there was a great staff kind of social group and people looked out for one another Um, the classes were challenging but exciting and I think teaching modern studies you get this real opportunity to just talk about things that are relevant and encourage young people to get involved in things that are going to matter to them Mm -hmm. so I think the people that I worked with um, taught me that and showed me um, and inspired me how to do that probably better than I ever could if I hadn't watched
0: them. Um, so after Adrosan Academy, yep. did you go straight to Queen Margaret or was there anything? So in
1: 2005 I was made faculty or applied to be faculty leader in Adrosan Academy and I got the job again to my surprise, <laughs> like to everyone's surprise probably, and I stayed there because I loved it, I had a great department. We. We're bringing in new subjects. There was loads of opportunity, so we were teaching sociology, um, we were teaching psychology. We were bringing in, um, just all sorts of different things going on. It was really exciting, and then I started to think maybe I wanted to be a deputy head teacher, but I was a wee bit scared about not teaching anymore, Mm. um, because actually a lot of what's good about teaching is the interaction with young people, that's what makes it interesting. Um, So I took a sideways move to Irvine Royal Academy and I was, I don't know, what was the title? A curriculum, a curriculum leader or manager, which just meant I was doing the same job as I'd been doing in a Academy, but I had responsibility for people in people in society, I think, across, the, so it took in modern languages, English, and I just got to work with different people. Um, and I was there about 18 months when a deputy headteacher's job came up in Kyle Academy. So I applied for it, and again, weirdly, got the job, um, <laughs> and was surprised again, um, and I started there, I think, in 2014.
0: And uh, what was the difference in roles and responsibilities between... A teacher and a deputy head teacher.
1: Um, I think the difference in roles and responsibilities is that when you're a principal teacher, you have responsibility for that department and the attainment and the the curriculum within that department, and you get to see on a day-to-day basis the improvements you make. You've also got a team round about you as well, so you have this really strong team all trying to do the same thing and supporting one another. And you become a deputy head teacher, and you've got an office and you're on your own, and you don't see the impact of your work as quickly. So you may have a year group, which is great, but getting to know, you know, 120 kids as opposed to knowing the 30 that were in front of you is quite challenging in a new school as well. Um, I, but I think the the difference for me was the principal teacher's job is incredibly difficult. You're sort of representative of the teachers that work with you but you're also answerable to the deputy head teacher and trying to make sure that things are done in a certain way. And I think when you're a deputy head teacher, you've got a responsibility to support the principal teachers to be able to do whatever needs to happen. Yeah. Um, so like thinking about this year, all the changes that we've had, and the the job of a senior leader is to try and ensure that the people that are actually um, carrying out the things that need to happen, um, so the assessments and all the rest of it, have everything they need to be able to do it, yeah. so that they can support young people as much as possible.
0: That sounds like a... Um, much heavier task than there's did, did that suit you or was it uh?
1: I found it really difficult. I found it really challenging being a deputy headteacher. I think it is a very challenging role. But when I look back, um I learned very fast in the job again in Kyle Academy. There was people already in position um who were the other deputies and the head teacher within the school who taught me so well um, and to watch that and learn that experience was invaluable to me. Um, I don't think it's a different burden that falls on you in senior leadership than being a classroom teacher or a um, principal teacher. But I, yeah, I, I think it's just it's just trying to find a different way of working to be able to do it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so, was Queen Margaret your first head teacher role? Then?
1: Yeah. So. Before I came to Queen Margaret, I was acting head teacher at Kyle for a short period of time, um, and then the position came up at Queen Margaret. So that was my first permanent official post. This is yeah. my first permanent official post as head teacher.
0: Um, so why did you want to join Queen Margaret Was it just the job came up?
1: Um, no, and um, I think. I had started to think about headteachers' jobs. Um, there was a bit of movement in South Eastshire. Um Queen Margaret was, for me, a school that I'd always been very interested in. I think it's a great community, and I think to be part of um, such a community was just um, a great opportunity.
0: Um, so th- throughout all these um, jobs that you've been at, was there any times where you um, had tough points I so didn't enjoy it as much as you thought you would?
1: Um, I think there's always, there's, there's hard days and there's days where you think why, why am I doing this or I'm doing this badly and I need to, um, I think that's made a lot of time reflecting rather than saying I wish I wasn't doing this so maybe I wish I was doing this differently or I wish I had started to do this differently. Um, I think the COVID time has been particularly tough as a head teacher. I think it's been particularly tough on everyone, um, including young people. But I think as a head teacher, the jobs changed. So the stuff that I really enjoy about being a head teacher about developing the school about what can we what curriculum changes can we make to make it exciting for young people? How can we make sure everyone's moving and progressing? Um, they kind of took a sideway. You know, they were put to the side and and the responsibility of the job became very real during COVID times. You were responsible for a whole community. We were all locked down from March. And how do you make sure everybody's all right? And all of those things, I suppose, worried me more than I worry on a, on a daily basis. Um, but I think probably just part of being a head teacher is that you're always worrying about the people in your community and are, are you doing enough? And how can you support people further? And how can you encourage people and develop them? Um, and give the, the right circumstances to be able to do that. Since I became headteacher though, we've had an inspection, we moved school and <laughs> we've had COVID. So that I've, I've only been in post just under three years and those are the three main things that I've dealt with as headteacher. So um, we joke in the SLT that it would be lovely just to have a normal year mm-hmm. um, and we thought this was going to be the normal year when um, John Swinney had come and opened the school. Um, immediately after he left literally at 10 o'clock he walked into it <laughs> and Miss McGee said, now we can just go on with the business of running the school and I think about 22 days later we were locked down and I think so I'm waiting for that normal year where it's sort of business as usual and being able to look at some of the, the exciting things that go on in schools rather than just clawing our way through.
0: It's pretty hectic <laughs> Yep, yep um, So how was it for you having to adapt to the changes that coronavirus has brought around with um those teachers now have to act and how um pupils have to do a lot of work at home and stuff Mm -hmm. um what were your thoughts on
1: i think it's it's really difficult and i actually feel quite emotional when i talk about the changes that have had to take place in school because a lot of it a lot of what schools are about is relationships. So, you know, that standing in the morning saying good morning is not the same with a mask on, you know, i and teaching a class of thirty pupils with a mask on, with all of them a mask on. It's quite heartbreaking is not the right word, but it, it's very powerful when you walk into a classroom and you see that now. Um and I think it's hindered a lot of the way that we normally schools normally work and I think that's really frustrating for me because relationships are absolutely key to everything that happens in a school and I think some of that has been made more and more difficult by you know stay two metres apart and all of that and we can do all of that and it's fine but that pupil experience for me and staff well-being as well I think you know staff rooms are busy places and people interact in staff rooms and now they're not they're not able to be and I think that's difficult just even having that support and a cup of coffee with a member of staff who's in a different department who's Feeling the same as you sometimes just makes getting through the rest of the day less stressful. Um, but I, I don't know about all schools, but certainly in Queen Market, people have been, I think, amazing adapting you know struggling on with it finding new ways to make it work and the cameras and you know demonstrating in science and all of those things i just think people have adapted and learned really really quickly um and that's you know for me amazing but shouldn't be underestimated how hard people have worked to do that and young people as well because learning in higher higher a higher science just now or Doing your health and food tech is not the same as it was a year ago, um, and that's hard. But people are rising to the challenge. So yeah.
0: Um, f- for anyone that um, is at the school, maybe wants to take on a role as a head teacher or mm-hmm. um, make the kind of changes to education that you have. Um, what kind of things do you have to do day to day as a head teacher?
1: It's quite it it varies on a day to day basis and I think for teachers that's quite uncomfortable because we quite like predictability I think since two thousand two the bell rang and I taught this class and that class and things happen they happen at the same time every year um, and in a normal year that's probably true there's still a predictability I write my school improvement plan I do the handbook things happen um, and this year we we've been working differently I think the best thing about being a head teacher on a daily basis is interaction with young people Um I. Think the other thing, probably is that you don't, you, you you could, you can get trapped into spending a lot of time behind your desk answering emails, writing policies, but actually, that stuff should come secondary to being out and about. Um, my dad who wasn't a teacher, but. Um, if he ever talks to me and I talk about my day he says well why are you in your office you can't be doing your job if you're in your office and I think he's got a point and um, I think it's quite harsh sometimes because I was like well I had to do this and I had, I had to write this and he was like yeah but actually the people that matter are the people in the classrooms and um, the teachers and I think you should be out and about and I still to this day think he's got a point and I try and know Spend too much time off. So all the Zoom calls have made that quite difficult. All my meetings are in Zoom, so I spent a wee bit of time in here now, trying to manage things that come our week.
0: Um, what are your hopes for Queen Margaret in the future?
1: Um, oh, it's such an it was such an exciting. It's still like such an exciting time for Queen Margaret Academy. I think one of the the main things that for me is really important is that student leadership and seeing senior pupils take on roles but more than that i think um and this six years probably a good example and so was last year's six year about taking up those leadership opportunities so some of the committees that we've got going this year the actual impact that they have is so so profound and being able to look at a legacy for that i mean how do you ensure that you give back to the school that you've been at for six years how do you ensure that you leave something that the school can take forward um, and that's difficult because often six years carry out stuff it happens it's great and then it doesn't really fit into the next year's model or their school's model and i think um, this year's section year in particular have embraced the challenges of covid and still are managing to get out there and support young people and um, and gain something for themselves that they can take forward which is really important and leave something behind that matters and I think that's probably my hope as we go forward that the community grow, goes from strength to strength. Um, I could talk all day about the curriculum and how we need to develop a curriculum that gets people ready for whatever's out there um, and the the school system, traditionally children had to fit into it and I think what we're very good at at Queen Margaret is finding ways that, this, that we fit the system to the young person um, and I'd like to continue to do that, but I'm not going to bore you with curriculum, but it is an absolute passion of mine and if you get it right for young people, it opens up so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to think, there's loads of things.
0: C- can I ask you one yeah. thing? Um, what, um, if you had to make one change to the curriculum, or introduce a subject or take out a subject, um, what, what would you go for? Oh.
1: I'm a modern studies teacher. So my view is that we should be, maybe it should be compulsory that everyone learns about politics. I think people need to learn to have a political conscience. I think we need to learn to question what the media is telling us. I think we need to learn to be vocal about things that will impact our lives. And I think there's a lot of disconnect between that. Um, So people don't really understand that by voting or being vocal about politics that you can actually influence change and I think it's really really important to do that. Um, Would that change the world? Would it make a difference to a young person's future? I think it probably would if we were all just more politically aware but I think probably to blame that on young people is wrong. I think there's a whole generation of adults who rely on... that um, a whole generation of adults that rely on Facebook or Twitter and believe everything that they read and they only see posts that go along with their views because it, you know, that's how it's generated and I just think we need to challenge more we need to read more we need to get involved we need to listen more to what people are actually saying and not the sound bites we're provided with in the news that make us believe that something is something so actually I didn't think that that was going to be my answer to that question but yeah, politics
0: for me um, how would you advise uh, people to look out for stuff like that, um, where they've been misled, maybe, or um, how do you think that they should find um, more trustworthy sources when it comes to things like politics, which are
1: I think it's difficult. I think you probably need to invest time. Um, you need to start to think about where you're getting your news um, and what the purpose of that. Article or Facebook post or Twitter post is, um, I think reading reading widely on a subject, so not just presuming that if you've read an article in a say one newspaper or on one website, or heard it on the BBC News, that that's all the information. I think go and find out more about things. Um, there's so many more things that we should be reading about and challenging and, you know fighting against as well I think. So I think you need to read widely um, and you need to get things that you're passionate about and that you really believe change. You can change them but you just need to find out enough about them to be able to challenge people who will tell you you don't know enough. Okay.
0: cool. Um, do you have any advice for someone who would want to get into teaching? Um,
1: it's the best job in the world. Um, <laughs> I think no, I do, I still get up every day and I look forward to coming to my work. And my my job has changed, you know, from, from when I started, but I still, regardless of what part you play in education, I think it's a great thing to be involved in. Um, I don't know if this is controversial advice. Go and do some other stuff before you become a teacher. We talked about that earlier, about me traveling and, and, you know, I didn't really have I'm a very wide view of the world, I was in certain parts of America, but I think just having a little bit more experience, you know, coming out of school, going to uni and then going straight back into school is quite challenging, it's quite hard. That doesn't mean you can't succeed, I just think it's nice to have experienced things outside of teaching um, and to bring that knowledge into teaching. I think sometimes that, that helps young people as well because it gives them something to think about. Um, it is the best job in the world even in the times that we find ourselves in now mm. I can't think of any other job I'd rather do um,
0: and I've got one last question it's a traditional one um, what are three songs that played a part in your life or career? Or
1: in my life or career right um, you know there's going to be a Wet Wet, wet song in here Go so um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Wet 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 um, I think Temptation and um, if anyone's going to go and listen to it the version um, live in Glasgow Green which was a free concert that we we put on to thank Mm. all their fans that I didn't get to go to because my dad wouldn't take me um, in Glasgow Green and it's a great version and I really, really like it and that's why and I listen to it when I'm having a hard day Mm. Um, (sighs) Children of the Night by I believe Catatonia would have been a song that me and my friends um, used to cheer us up and it's quite a cheesy dance <laughs> tune, uh, embarrassingly. Um, and now I'm going to be even more embarrassing. Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yes. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's one of my favourites. I think it probably, when you think it, when I listen to it, I think about where, where I thought I might be when I was at secondary school and where I am now, and are those two things? where I was I want to be and just reflect a wee bit and that's probably not what Bruce Springsteen meant us to do with it but I like it um,
0: So is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Or? I
1: don't know, is there anything else you'd like to discuss?
0: I think uh, that, that's far quicker than some of the other ones I know, that had, that's
1: not good, is it?
0: No it is <laughs> You're honest. like, yes, it's very good <laughs> uh-huh. right. So I'll do we? wee head here and I'll do it Um... Uh, thanks for coming on, Miss Brown. It's uh, been lovely having a chat to you, and uh, see you next time.
1: Thank you.